The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Really quick before we talk about uh, some of these series, I want to just kind of like make sure everybody's up to date on some of the things happening in the background where real basketball is also being played. So you got a few things happening. You got a little bit of news trickling out, not a ton. You got rumors around movement of players. You've got lottery, NBA, draft news. And then obviously you have the games itself. And we're getting down to only a couple of different teams left, right? And pretty much Dallas, we already know, is dead. So let's talk about some news uh, just to kind of keep us current while these games are going underway. So the first moment I knew the Timberwolves were for real, that they were serious about being a real NBA franchise, was not when they sold the team to A-Rod and Mark Laurie. It was when, not when Tim Connolly came, and we'll get to that news in just a second. This happened in January. The Wolves hired a man named Marquise Watts, an executive from Clutch Sports, to be their new chief experience officer. Let's be honest. Glenn Taylor doesn't give a fuck about the athlete experience. Like, they don't care. But this guy and A-Rod and Mark Laurie do, with the task of redefining the player experience in Minnesota. That was a big shot, huge deal at Clutch, who came from Under Armour, who came from Adidas. So let me just recap really quickly what Watt said in January when he was hired just to get us to this place where, like, they weren't playing around when they said changes were coming. He said this leadership here in Minnesota is serious about building a world-class organization. There is much to untap, much to explore, culturally and experientially for our players and the community. This is just the beginning, and there is a lot to look forward to. So we're not going to get into how important it is to have somebody in the front office or in charge that's connected to Clutch, considering that Clutch represents pretty much all of the major players in the NBA or at least has their fingers in every deal. They're like the mob of the NBA, right? Like, Ant Edwards is a Clutch client. LeBron James' best friend started Clutch. But I will remind you what I said at the time. I said this is a symbol and a sign that A-Rod and Mark Laurie are dead serious about changing the culture of this team. His job is not only to cater to existing players, but to make Minnesota a place that people actually want to go in free agency. That's a hard thing to do. A very hard thing to do given that it's cold, it's white, I mean, and there's not a lot of culture around except for, like, fish and, like, ice and all kinds of shit. Anyway, 
Ice fishing, exactly. They have like a, I think they have like this bungee jumping thing into the ice. I know that they, I got offered this uh, near Mall of America. They have a Mall of America. Like how, how like white bread can you get, right? Like Minnesota. We're going to fix this though, he says. How do you do that? You roll out the red carpet for guys. You make sure the team environment's tight. You make sure you got the right people making decisions. And then you have a dump truck of cash ready to give it to as many people as you can to build that team. And then you've got big connections to sponsorship deals at the end of it. I love that. I love being right. Because that's exactly what ended up happening. Because the New Look Wolves signed the Nuggets' top executive, Tim Connolly. Just stole him. Right out from under the nuggets. He didn't even want to leave. He was like, made me a deal. I couldn't resist. Kind of a thing. Woj reported it. This is the bomb. This is the sound of the Woj bomb. Denver Nuggets president Tim Connolly has agreed to a deal with the Minnesota Timberwolves that will make him one of the NBA's highest compensated executives. Significant coup for the Minnesota franchise. Nice editorial, Woj. Significant coup. That was his own little sentence. I'm going to add something to this. Anyway, five years, $40 million, But more importantly, because $8 million's a lot, but it's not as much as Daryl Moore he's getting. But the most important thing is he's getting equity in the team. It's the first time ever that's happened. Connolly, beloved in Denver, did not want to leave Denver. But you do not change. I don't even know how much money that's going to be worth, but I'm sure it's life-changing, legacy-altering money. And for those who don't know who Tim Connolly is and what he did, like to quote, if you're a Marvel fan, to quote and paraphrase Obadiah Stane from Iron Man, Connolly was able to build a conference finals team in a cave with a box of scrap. Tony Stark was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps. Do it. How come we can't be a conference finals team? So what did he do? Here's a short list of some of the scraps he was able to turn into gold. Jokic at 41, second rounder. Bones Highland, 26, all-rookie team. Michael Porter Jr. at 14, max player. Uh, Jamal Murray, number seven, all-pro. Markeith Morris at 51, also Yusuf Nurkic, who's our big man in Portland. Gary Harris, Malik Beasley, all outside of the lottery. Denver desperately wanted to keep him. But they knew, we can't give this man equity. You can't find a person that says a bad word about him. He's as close to being as universally beloved in the NBA as you can get. Everybody, when you're in the league long enough, people got bad things to say about you. And he's built a really good team out of nothing in a market even smaller and wider than Minnesota. Perfect fit, honestly. He's like, I know. I had this blueprint. I can do this. And if you're if you're a Wolves fan... You cannot wait until Glenn Taylor is all the way out of this place. Releases his cold, bony little hands from this franchise that he's trying to, like, choke it out. Every little bit of power he still has left, he's trying to just finagle. And it also shows that even though A-Rod and Mark Laurie don't truly have control of the franchise yet, they're still pulling the strings. And they're still setting the pieces in place for this team to be good for a really, really good long time and now when they really take over sky is the limit and you know that we can't on i wish i had that music but we don't 
Anyway, insert music. We're just gonna play music just to. We're finally now understanding something that we haven't understood in a long time. We never really got the full story of. Kyrie speaks. For the very first time in six years, he's ready to explain and did explain why the f did you ask out of Cleveland? Why did you demand a trade? We know you demanded it. We know you wanted to go to a contender. You said it was to be your own man, but at the time that didn't really make no sense because you were with Tatum and Brown. Like, so you're not really. And now that we know, truthfully, he never wanted to leave LeBron. He just wanted to leave Cleveland. Like, he just, he's like, I don't even care about Braun. Like, me and Braun were good. Like, I just didn't want to be in Cleveland anymore. This franchise sucks. They sat me down. He said on this I Am Athlete podcast, they sat me down. They told me what their plans were, how I fit into those plans. And me and Braun, truthfully, didn't really fit into their plans long term. Unless we were all willing to stay together, we didn't fit in to their long term outlook. Basically shedding cash and starting afresh. Basically Armageddoning the team. He's like, so yeah, I'm f***ing out of here. But he didn't tell Braun. And Braun thought it was about him, of course, because Braun is... Braun's sensitive. Let's be honest. <laughs> like, he's sensitive. He's like, Kyrie. Like, come on, man. Like, I thought you were my little bro, dude. Like, I think Braun said that, too, publicly. I didn't just make that up. He's like, man, it's like my little brother. He didn't tell me he wanted to go. I wish I would have known. Like, I could have maybe helped him. And this is now fascinating because Kyrie's in an interesting spot. This is a very interesting time for an interview, given that you're at the end of your contract and you have a player option and you maybe could go somewhere else. Opens up a whole new range of imaginary, imagination possibilities here. He even said on the I Am Athlete podcast, I would probably be in L.A. right now if me and LeBron would have actually hashed this out and talked. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I want to play a clip, something even more of what he said that just made me go, I, I went, huh? What did he say? Let me just back that up and play that again. Is he saying what I think he's saying? So dance together. I'll probably be in L.A. right now. <laughs> <laughs> probably, be, probably be traveling with his backpack. No, I'm, <clears throat> no, I'm joking, man. That That was like... That was a time in my career that I look back on, and and we've had conversations, me and Bron, plenty of conversations. So y'all cool? That's my dog. Yeah. That's shout out Bron. Yeah. Shout out to Bron. Bron, nice. Because I was in the same maturity level I am now, and understanding who I am, and I look back on that time then. We definitely, definitely would have won more championships together because there would have been a better man-to-man -man understanding about yeah. what I'm going through. I could, I didn't know how to share. My emotions. I didn't know yourself, how. To, right, yeah, right. I didn't. I didn't know how to do that. So instead of sharing, I isolated myself, mm. and I and I just started pouring myself more into the game of basketball. And I had one of my better seasons, but I wasn't connecting with everybody as much during our championship year. So in 2017, it was a different year for us. Yeah. So when we went against Golden State. We went against a great team. When you're not a great team, and you're not clicking on all cylinders, together, right. and together. You're easily defeatable. Mm. You're, you're defeated before you even get to the, the arena. Right. We, we were in those games against Golden State, but we, we definitely could have given them a run for their money. You brought up uh, 
Wow. We definitely would have won more championships together. Instead of sharing, I isolated myself and threw myself into my work, into the game. Right? All, yeah, and Kyrie had one of his best statistical seasons. He ground, grinded it out, but he just wasn't. You know how when you are so focused on work, you make no time for anyone else. You make no time to connect. You make no time to enjoy. That was basically Kyrie. Kyrie was in a spiral of a self. He was just reconnecting with his Native American ancestry. Like, I think that's pretty true. He says that earlier on in the podcast. It's not even any shade. And he didn't really know his place in the world and how the game was a part of a larger picture that was unrelated to the game. This is all quotes from the podcast. You'll have to go back. I'm not going to play the whole thing for you. I'll get sued. But so that's why they said Kyrie wasn't talking to anyone in that last year. It's like... Because the man was, like, apparently isolating himself away from the rest of the squad. They won it, and then the next year he was, like, done. Notice, though, he didn't say him and Braun would have won more championships together in Cleveland. He probably would have just initiated some way of going to whatever place the LeBron would have gone, which is why he said I'd probably be in L.A. right now. A lot of rumbling right now going on whether the Nets are going to sign him to a max contract. I mean, it was fascinating. The whole interview's fascinating. Go watch it. Also, f*** Pac-Man Jones. He sucks. Like, so, if you're not an NFL fan, like, you don't even know what I'm talking about. But this guy is awful on the field, off the field. Just a terrible, terrible person. Um, also, just annoying. Anyway, interesting stuff. He's on that pod. Can't, cannot wait. He's on that pod. That's not like a non sequitur. He's on the pod. It's Brandon. What's Brandon's last name again? Brand, Marshall. Yep, Brandon Marshall. Shady McCoy and Pac-Man Jones. What a ragtag crew for a podcast. Love it. Pac-Man Jones always talking over everyone else. The king of crosstalk f***ing sucks. Like also like it's Kyrie Irving's interview. You shut the up, Pac-Man, about what Kyrie Irving was looking to do. Okay? Anyway, that's a total... Total side road. Listen to the pod. The Nets are in a quandary. And Kyrie is talking about how he wishes he would have won more championships with LeBron James by being more vulnerable. This feels pretty vulnerable to me. Lakers looking to trade pieces. LeBron saying he has more. Could be an interesting thing. Or Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. It makes me wonder if there is a possibility that we could see Kyrie and Braun reunite. I would love to see it. And I think they would love to see it. The question is whether the franchises that are moving the pieces, whether La GM and La Kyrie can make that shit happen. I'm sure Braun remembers how good he was with Kyrie. I am sure Kyrie remembers how easy it was besides LeBron telling him he needs to play all the games, like with LeBron. I strongly believe the Lakers would die to have Kyrie Irving on this team. And I suspect Sean Marks would also be happy to let him go, all things being said. A lot of baggage there, not sure they can come back from. And I don't even think they've spoken yet about his extension. But I am very, very excited to see whether these recent comments turn into something bigger than just an interview.